Hey everybody, Ray Bram here. Welcome to the podcast that will help you increase the income and influence of your book beyond royalties. Book Profit Secrets with Ray Bram starts now. Hey everybody, welcome back to another amazing session. Ray Bram here and I am with Bryn Tillman and she is the CEO of Social Sales Link. She helps sales professionals conversations through the power of LinkedIn and I'm such a newbie. I don't think I should say one more word on this interview. But anyway, welcome. Thanks, Ray. I'm thrilled to be here. So give us a 30,000 foot view. You got to be this expert on LinkedIn, audience building, brand building, all the fun stuff. Yeah, like most people in sales accidentally. But, you know, ultimately, you know, I've been in sales since I graduated college and I loved sales. I loved the people. I loved solving problems. What I didn't like was the cold calling. And I recall back in about 1992, sitting across from a client, staring at his overflowing Rolodex, thinking if I could get my hands on that for 20 minutes, I could identify who he knew that I wanted to meet, ask for introductions, and I'd never have to make another cold call again. But it wasn't exactly politically correct at the time to say, hey, Mr. Client, can I thumb through your address book? Where we are today with LinkedIn is the ability to search and filter your client's connections, anyone's connections that you have, that you're a first degree connection and they're open. So it's a game changer for people in sales that are really relationship driven. And so when I saw that, I said, man, LinkedIn changes the sales world when they use it the right way. And so for the last, uh, I guess, 12 years now, I've been teaching LinkedIn for business development. Well, you, you nailed it on the head with the, I, I just, I remember getting into the digital world and thinking, if I had that person's list, be right. a million, and, and, you know, no one ever wanted the hard work or, but it's, it's never been easier, I guess, too, in point of where well, we are now. You but. Know, we often say you have to slow down your outreach to speed up the outcome. So there's no easy button. There's no pixie dust. It's still work, but it's so much more productive. And when you do well, you're coming in at a high level of credibility with people that are actually asking you to schedule a call. So starting out, let's just say I've just published a book and I'm like, but nothing's happening. Yeah. What, what do you recommend just starting out? Like, what, should they LinkedIn? Should they just, I mean, I think that's part of it, well, but what, what would somebody Yeah, do? I can only talk to LinkedIn. So I can say, what do you do on LinkedIn? I'm sure there are a million other things you should be doing or maybe 12, but the LinkedIn piece I can talk to. So the first thing we want to do is ensure that you're branding that you're this author. So make sure your, your um, banner has a picture of the book and even a short link. So, you know, my podcast is socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. If you have a website, it should be your website slash book, right? And that should redirect to your Amazon page or wherever you want to bring them. Make sure that that is graphically appealing and they very quickly know that you have a book. The second thing you should do is leverage the cover story, which is a 30-second video that goes behind your headshot. And let them know immediately you have really 29 seconds to, to record. If you go 30.01, it gets rejected. So we tell people. 29 seconds to record, you know, kind of your 30 second commercial, but make sure you're talking about the book. Uh, and a lot of times you're using the book to start conversations that lead to business, 
So if that's your goal, you really want to make sure that you're highlighting that. You have a featured section on LinkedIn that should link to your book. You should have an author page potentially, right? That is linked in your experience. So that those are the things that I'd highly recommend from a branding perspective from your profile. The second thing is the content piece. So uh, I recommend that you've got a quote a day from the book. You can even have at the bottom, you know, it's it's it you could create in Canva which is a freemium site, canva.com, and just brand it, the color of your book, have a little picture of the book, have, you know, chapter five, page three, and then the quote, right? So you've got quotes that are going out maybe two or three times a week from the book that are tips in the text, really have some takeaway value in there. Assuming that this is a book about business development or or not about about business period, right? Like if this is that kind of book where you can bring value to your audience that will attract them and potentially turn into business, make sure you've got a lot of content that's going out with that. Do videos, have a book club and run a live stream. So maybe every week you have two or three people that read your book that are on talking about a chapter. If you have 10 chapters, you've got 10 live streams to do. So there's so many things that you could do to bring value to your audience and promote the book. So I just uh, pretty much everything you said, I need to go do. So we're going to take a five coffee break. I didn't even know about. Well, I'm not going to myself with that. If somebody is new, I mean, so let, let's say they have a LinkedIn account. Yeah, they create it. Mm-hmm. How do you what's the best way to start kind of with people? Yeah. The first thing is open up your CRM or pull out all of those business cards with rubber bands and dust in the corner of your desk and start going through the network of the people that you know in person. Uh, that if you know you picked up the phone and said, hey, it's Bryn Tillman, they go, hey, how are you? All those people connect with them first because um, they're not going to judge that you only have nine connections, right? Like it's okay. Those are the people that will connect with you because they know you. But I do recommend before you connect with them that you build out that good profile so that when they do, now they're like, oh my gosh, you wrote a book. How cool is that? Right? Immediately they're drawn into that. So before profile first, then start connecting with your warmest market. And once you've done that, uh, then I, you know, and, and maybe you could get that done in a couple of weeks. Then I would really start with the content around the book. And as far as, I mean, it seems logical to me, but if you're an author, especially a nonfiction business type of book, entrepreneurial type of book, that is, uh, that's pretty well suited LinkedIn. I mean, is there anybody that, you know, you, you say, well, you shouldn't bother with LinkedIn? I mean, there are some groups of professionals that don't really hang out there. Like if you sell to the medical profession, I mean, chiropractors are here, some dentists are here, but you're not going to find nurses and surgeons and folks like that. So if that's who you're selling to, it may not be your perfect place. If you're selling to nursery school teachers, it may not be the ideal place, right? So you have to, the key is to hang out where your buyers are hanging out. So if they are on LinkedIn and they're active on LinkedIn, then LinkedIn is the place to be. If they're not, then you have to find out where they're hanging out. And what would you say, how how would compare uh, some questions to someone who at least should be biased? I don't know if you are biased or not, but if somebody's, they've gotten, 
you know, they're, they're kind of like, should I be getting emails or LinkedIn connections or, or should yeah. I have a opt-in on my link? Which is kind of the balance. So yes. Right. So have. you don't own it. You don't own LinkedIn. So you have to be careful. And LinkedIn is funky. Like there's, you know, people that have lost their accounts. I mean, it's not frequent and it's, you know, it's a little wacky, but you should be creating an email list on the side, right? So there's a lot of different ways we can do this. Once we connect with someone on LinkedIn and we start a conversation, hopefully around value and content, then, you know, we can, we can actually say, hey, what is your preferred way to communicate? Is it text? Is it email? And then, you know, it, once you have a rapport building, you can say, hey, you know, I'd love to, you know, it sounds like this topic is really of interest to you. If you, you know, if you'd like, I can add you to my email list or I can send you a link where you can opt into a, a checklist or something of value and they can opt into that. So ultimately the goal is to collect emails. That's not ultimately goal. It's one of the paths, especially if you're in a marketing role, is to make sure because you own that email. Now, the negative of email versus LinkedIn is they, you know, LinkedIn will tell us year over year, there's about a 20% turnover. So one out of five, uh, 20% of that list is going to be defunct next year. So having LinkedIn, which is essentially self-updating, right? They get a new job, they update it. You are able to keep track of where people are, where once you have an email bounce and you don't have a way to find them otherwise, you're done. So the combination is really powerful. That's a, that's a great point because, uh, I mean, I like, I'm a kind of a bias towards email, at least against everything else, but I've been dabbling in LinkedIn <laughs> a little more because, uh, yeah, there's the permanence, of the permanent ability to find somebody. Um, email is kind of just, like you said, they're there and they're gone. Is So I guess a personal question for me is I, I tend to try to email every day and, uh, one of the things I do, I've got a zap that actually kind of logs that email to myself. But I also usually, because it's usually story-based or something, I put it to a blog. Is that something I should automate, consider automating, post auto-posting to LinkedIn? Or what's the kind no. of rules behind that? So they know you're automating. It gets buried, number one. Even things like um, scheduling a Hootsuite, uh, it, like they, it, it gets buried. LinkedIn knows. The one thing about LinkedIn, automation kills LinkedIn. I look at LinkedIn as a 24-7 networking event. I am there to meet people, to shake hands, to you know, have a little bit of small talk, find out what's important to them, and begin to build business relationships, very much like a networking meeting or a conference or a trade show. We'll get to business when the time is right. But first, we need to bring value, be a resource, connect, build rapport, build trust. And then the business will come when the time is right. Yeah. So I think that's an important way to look at LinkedIn. No, it's, yeah. Cause I think it's, everybody's kind of always looking for hacks or automations or like you said, Hootsuite or something like that. And yeah. post here and we'll put it everywhere and just blast everybody all the time, but it's so impersonal. And it's, even if you're on the receiving end or it just shows up in your timeline or whatever, you know, it's not, well, so there's three ways to send out content, right? There's on your newsfeed. That's one to many. I put it out there. If I build a tribe, I'll get engagement. 
but it takes a long time. So most people will put something out and they get one or two likes and they're like, this thing doesn't work. The second way is one to few. So I look at my LinkedIn network and I, I want to reach out to all my CPAs because they're great referral partners. So I post a piece, one to many, on my newsfeed that's specifically talking to CPAs. I then make a list of my CPAs that I am a first degree connection of, and I send a little bit of a tailored message. You know, Ms. CPA, uh, I recently posted or shared a Forbes you know, number one CPA blog in the whole world, and I thought you might get some value from it. If you're interested, let me know. I'd be happy to send a link and ask permission. And then when they say, yeah, sure, now I get that post in front of them. And I can get a lot of engagement from very targeted people. And then there's one-to-one, which could be a video message. It could be a, a voicemail message, which you can leave now on LinkedIn mobile, but it's really personal. And maybe I talk about our relationship and the last time we were together or, um, Hey, I noticed, you know, that you work at ABC company. I'm working with lot. what, you know, I'm working with Joe over there and your name came up and he said, I should reach out. Like it's very clearly one-on-one. It's not a template. Um, and when we do that, we really start to get engagement. So most people think they just post and people will show up and that's a myth. You know, just because you build it doesn't mean they'll come. You have to invite them. Yeah, it seems like that's how it, and I'm not being an expert here. I'm learning from you as we speak that that's the differentiator with LinkedIn versus these other social medias. Because it's just kind of like, hey, everybody, check out my breakfast. And here you're saying, no, well, this is more like when you go to those, you know, early in the morning B&I meetings or whatever, you're, you're yeah. you, know, you spend some time one-on-one with people. And next week you're going to spend some time with, you know, the other people. hundred percent. It's exactly the way to look at it. Now, from your perspective, you help people across the board. Um, do you do anything with beginners? Yeah, we have actually a 12 week LinkedIn sales accelerator um, at socialsaleslink.com slash 12 week. And we walk people through, there's coaching, there's guiding there. I mean, there's like mini videos and playbooks and really it's as hand holding as you could possibly get for beginners. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's interesting because... Um, even even intermediates and advanced. So what's nice about it is you can go at your own pace, even though it's guided. So, I mean, I don't want to keep going, but, you know, it really does work on all levels of LinkedIn users. Well, I would just say from your site, in case somebody's looked or they're look after this video, it looks so professional. It's like, well, I don't know if there's anything for beginners and we want I want to make sure that people know... Yeah, you, you can get some help with that. The other thing I wanted to point out, or at least this is how it came across to me, is um, there's some people that are kind of like, okay, they do their book, and then they're like, I'm going to create a $47 course. I'm going to buy, you know, I want hundreds of thousands of people to look at it. It seems to me LinkedIn is really a, more conducive to the, you know, consulting, coaching, done-for-you service, one-on-one client work, one-to-many client work. It, it, would that be true? I'm not necessarily. No, no. I mean, it, I mean, that might be the network that you have in front of you, but um, very, it's a very small percentage of people that are selling on LinkedIn. There's a lot of executives on LinkedIn. There's a lot of, you know, there are a lot of buyers. There are a lot of recruiters. There are like, there's a lot of other non-sales 
centric uh, people on LinkedIn, which is why it's so powerful for salespeople because salespeople are rarely ever selling into other salespeople. Well, and what I was not very well leaning towards was that it's for us, like digital entrepreneurs, authors, it's probably a lot, it's a bigger jumpstart to the, you could start trying to build an email list and then getting to the one-on-one conversation with that list where LinkedIn might actually accelerate that versus if you're just oh, trying to sell absolutely. some course. You just you know? have to make sure that the content that you're sharing is content that your audience wants to consume. A lot of times as authors, we make a mistake and we share all the content we want to share, which is, hey, look at my book. Hey, I got bestseller. Hey, I got this. Hey, I won this award. And that's not what they care about. What they probably care about is the content inside the book. So make sure that what you're sharing is attracting them to want to read the book because they got a taste of it. That's a great point because yeah, it's like the back to the breakfast thing. It's like I don't want to know what you had for breakfast, but if you tell me some tips on how to cook the egg, yes, right. You've never seen an egg cooked this way before. Well, now I'm interested. I think that's that's a great point. Um, Let's do this. If somebody's like, okay, I really wasn't interested in LinkedIn before this, but now I am. Yeah. What's the first step they should take after uh, watching this video? Okay, so your profile, 100% don't do anything until your profile is great because everything you do is going to lead back to your profile. And if they show up there and they are not compelled to want to talk to you, then we wasted a lot of energy doing a lot of things that isn't converting. So that's number one. Number two, I would say take inventory of your connections. If you've been on it a long time, export your connections or or search your connections and identify who have you been ignoring? Who are people that we should be having conversations with? And come up with number three, a content strategy to start those conversations, which it could be tips. It could be a poll. It could be, there's a lot of things that we can do that's not pitching, not pitching the book, not buy my book, but maybe, you know, you have, um, you know, a a tip from your book and you reach out to people and say, you know, as some, as an expert in this field, I'd love to get your perspective in comments, ask for their, right? Like just involve them. That's number one. So that's number, so number three is the content piece. Number four would be the warm market piece. So who can give referrals? Now this, I would look at from a perspective of, are you teaching or training? Do you have a, we- a free webinar that goes along with your book? Um, when I launched my book in 2017, I did all kinds of free training. All they had to do was buy the book. And, you know, you, you get 50 people on a training. You sold 50 books. It was worth it to me at the time. Like that was, you know, I, I did a lot of that initially. So, uh, and then, and it was you know, an hour training when I have an eight hour program. So they could buy more, but it was just enough that there was value in that. So there's a lot of different things that you can do in, and, and the, uh, so the warm market is getting in, introductions into the right people, the maybe leaders of chambers of commerce or, uh, you know, of, of associations where your audience is hanging out. And you could offer in the beginning to do a free webinar for their audience with, and then at the bottom of every single PowerPoint, you have where to buy the book, right? Like you have a link to buy the book. So it's a free 
webinar where there's great value, but you know, you're, you're getting the word out for, about the book. So lots of different ways to do that. So the best way probably is to, you've got the, your library. So that's free. So you can go to linkedinlibrary.com or socialsaleslink.com slash library. They both work. And we'll put the um, link right below here. I've got a list here of like 15 things. I'm like, uh, yeah, I should have probably done all that before I got on, but now I know. Yeah. This is great. very informative. Good. And um, I did, heck, I was going to, I wasn't going to say it earlier, but I didn't even know this cover story commercial. I'm like, I, I like doing oh, videos. Yeah. Why haven't I done this? Go to my profile. If you look at somebody's profile and they have an orange ring around their face, just stare at it for about three seconds. It'll start playing and then click on it and you can see their video. It's pretty oh cool. Oh my gosh. Well, we're missing out. At least I'm missing out. Hopefully if you're watching this, you're not going to be missing out for long because there's a, I, I think that's, I know it's one piece of my business that I've got to uh, improve on and I've just barely done it. And and you mentioned it, the profile, it's kind of like, I'll get to my book description later and then hoping the book sells. You got to get that done in order to sell you on LinkedIn. You got to get the profile done, right? Absolutely. I mean, you've got to have the book everywhere. So when they show up, that's what they see. That's where they can click through to get to it. But the content side is the, the mistake authors make is that they're constantly pitching the book instead of, so we're leading with the book instead of to the book. We want to lead to the book with little breadcrumbs of tips and insights uh, and strategies and things like where they go, oh my gosh, if, if I have that much of an aha moment from chapter seven, page 91, can you imagine if I bought the book? Like that's where we want to get. I've seen so many posts where it's like, my book's on sale. Yeah. It's like, it, it, nobody buys. Right. But if you, if you have a tip and they go, they resonate with that and you've created some curiosity and you've got them thinking a little differently, they're going to spend the 20 bucks on the book, right? Like, I can't tell you how many times, I mean, even I'm on a call and someone says, hey, have you read this book? I'm like, buy it. Boom. Someone recommended it, right? But if you're pitching it, that's all they think about is the pitch. But if they get an, an insight and nugget, they're like, oh, I want that. And, you know, a book is an easy sell. And one, now I have in my book an opt-in so I can collect emails from the book, right? So I have grown a pretty big list because of the opt-ins from my book. The key for me, and I don't know how you do this, right? But the key for me was I wanted to make sure that the people buying the book I could engage with. So there's, you know, and I'm not sure how you do that, but that's just kind of a side note that's been very valuable for me has been able to capture a lot of those folks. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how I do it too. It's like, Hey, if you want more the workbook or the action plan or whatever, Download. Yep. you know, grab this. And that's, I mean, that's how I started my list back in the day. And I still get daily opt-ins across, you know, multiple books with that too. So Perfect. it's great, yeah. but I'm wondering now if I should, I don't have any even mention of my books on LinkedIn. I was just in a panic. I got stuff to do after we get off of this. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, you got work to do. <laughs> work to do. And we all got work to do. If uh, So, Bryn, thank you so much. This has been amazing. And uh, everybody, check out the socialsaleslink.com slash library. And we have the links below here. And it's it's been amazing and eye-opening. And I've got work to do. And probably awesome. everyone else. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Brent, again. And we will talk to you on the next session. 
Hey everybody, thanks for joining me on this episode of Book Prophet Secrets. You know, Abraham Lincoln once said if he had six hours to chop down a tree, he would spend the first four sharpening his axe. That's what this podcast is meant to do. That's also what we do on our site, our companion site, Ray.fm. So check us out there and sharpen your axe, increase your influence, income, and audience, and we'll see you next time.